Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. Today, I am here with Ashley McDonald. She is someone that I would like to call a friend, but she has also been a coach and a mentor for me for years. And she is coming to us live from Costa Rica. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Yes. Yes, me too. Uh, So before we get started, um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about how, like, how we met. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my version. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell the audience, like, this is how I discovered Ashley. And then I'm curious about, you know, your first impressions as well. Yeah. Um, so, so funny story. So Ashley is like a boss bitch online. I'm just going to be honest. Like her <laughs> Instagram is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. If you could interior design an Instagram account, you would hire Ashley. So. <laughs> I was sitting in old Chicago in Fort Collins next to my ex-husband at the time. And we had like, I don't know, 30 minutes before we'd go pick up our kids. So we stopped to have a drink or something like that. And I remember pulling up my Instagram and I saw your account and I'm like, oh my God, this woman is me, but she's doing everything I want to do. <laughs> so like immediately, this is what's called being triggered by somebody and inspired at the same time. <laughs> So I am the type of person that when I get like that, that jealousy or the imposter syndrome, I actually seek it out because for me, I'm like, okay, this person has something to teach me. Um, And I really, truly dive into that. And so I immediately voice messaged you. And I'm pretty sure I said something like that. Like you're everything I want to do. This is amazing. You're amazing. And you at the time were advertising for your retreat. Mm-hmm. in uh, Boulder, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So this was like 2019. This is before the world stopped. Yeah. Right before the retreat happened, like literally a few days before the world. I know. I know. It was nuts. So that's how I discovered Ashley. And then our, our relationship grew from there. Um, I was a client on her retreat and then uh, a couple of her programs, a mastermind. I went on a retreat in Tulum with you. We did one-on-one. We did one-on-one. Yeah. So we, we kind of evolved from there and Ashley's local or she was. And so I also got to the privilege of doing coffee and, you know, catching up and chatting as well. Poolside at Harmony Club. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so Ashley, how do you remember first meeting me? What was your you know, it's so interesting how these kind of things happen because I remember you enrolling in the retreat and being super excited about like a new, you know, cause I had a few people enrolled that were already clients, you know, you know, yeah. that feeling you're like, Oh, it's a new person. Like, this is so exciting, you know? And then I really, I would say for me, my real introduction to you was at the actual retreat. That's yeah. like my biggest memory, because obviously you're there, you're in person, I'm mm-hmm. getting to meet you getting to experience you in real life. And that retreat was such a pivotal, that was the first, my first ever retreat. Mm -hmm. So it felt like a very big, big moment focused all around like cycle syncing and yes. And yes, I had a a chef out there that was making all of our food curated to our phases. It was just so good. It was so such a magical experience that definitely set the, set the the tone for where I was headed for sure Mm -hmm. when I came to retreat. So yeah, I remember meeting you directly at the retreat, if I'm being honest and connecting with your energy. You definitely have that. Like I have a lot to offer strong authority type of energy that like Mm -hmm. you were very service to everybody around you. Mm -hmm. In truth, one of the things that I noticed too, though, was it was hard to give to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. This is, this is a theme, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is, this is going to be a theme we've throughout this podcast. Um, and what's so cool is it. So this was one of my first retreats I went on post being a mom. I went on many retreats before I was married, but this was one of the first ones. And I, I recently had a retreat in February and I remember walking into that retreat being like, wow, I'm in such a different place than I was in 2019, like the way that I was able to receive. And that's, that, that has a lot to do with you and, and the lessons I had to learn. And also a lot to do with what I've been through in the last couple of years. And so today on today's episode, I'm actually going to get pretty vulnerable, you know, and I, I know Ashley will as well, but this is, this is going to be about not only a, let the, let the rest burn moment for Ashley, but it's going to be about it for me as well. Today, we're going to talk about sisterhood wounds. We're going to talk about what happened between Ashley and I and how we mended and healed some kind of a fucked up situation in which I created and we're able to work through, I think, a really complicated conversation in a really beautiful way. And I want to I want to come on here and do this because I think a lot of women crave this, right? Like we crave being able to work through the the painful experiences that we have with other women. And especially if you're on the side of, of making the mistake or acting in a triggered way, I think we really crave the ability to have forgiveness and have somebody see our true self, which you offered me. And we just have to be able to grow. So I, I want to walk through this conversation and talk through it because I want everyone to hear, hey, like this, this can happen and this is possible, but it is only possible because you are who you are and I am who I am. So the the component of this that's really important for everyone to hear is like Ashley and I continue to commit to doing our own individual work and don't look to each other or the relationship to heal our individual work, but we are able to act out our individual work in the relationship itself. Yeah. Right. So tell me a little bit, Ashley, let's, <laughs> I, so before, before we deep dive into our stuff, cause I, I do want the viewers to get to know you just uh, for a hot second sure. before it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> so can you fill everyone in on like who you are today, what you do, kind of what, what kind of women you work with, how you're inspired, you know, give, give them a little elevator pitch, Ashley. Sure. <laughs> sure. So first and foremost, I'm a mom of three. I have three little ones, ages eight, uh, five, and almost four. And they're my whole freaking life and also the most exhausting part of it. <laughs> so I will always hold the duality of, I love being a mom and I hate it sometimes. I love being a wife and I hate it sometimes. I love being a business owner and I hate it sometimes and all the things in between. So if anything, I would say I'm a mom first. Um, I'm a wife to a very hunky man who drives me insane I am uh, a digital nomad, which is sort of a new thing. We yes. decided to follow some dreams and, and make something happen sooner than we ever thought possible. And we've been living in Costa Rica now for two months and um, are permanently digital nomads. So we'll be spending more time in Costa Rica and then moving on to Italy and who even knows where. So super excited for that. Loving that, loving the opportunity to be on the road, adventuring with my family and within my business. I am a therapist turned holistic business coach. I love working with women to show them what's possible in their lives, but more importantly, to help them build a business that's divinely created through the lens of what works for them. I believe that business and life and anything in between is 80% the energetics, the feminine, the beliefs that we carry, the work that we do within and 20% the masculine, how we do it, the strategy with which we do it, which always, always, always should be about who you are and not other people. For so many years in my life, I looked for the answers as to how I was supposed to build my business outside of myself. And that only made me hustle harder and work harder and earn harder. And so I had to let a lot burn to get to a point of um, where I am now, which is you know, an incredibly thriving, abundant business. In fact, I just retired my husband, which is just crazy. <laughs> um, so my husband's home full-time 
um, we're both home full-time because honestly, I don't work more than 10 hours a week. And yet um, we're living this really, really abundant life. And so I share the things that I share not to gloat, but really just to remind women what's possible because I, I believe wholeheartedly that if you can see it in me, then it's already on its way to you. So that's a little bit mm. about me and what I do mm. and why I do it. Oh, I love it. And I, I've been able to witness this transformation like ringside, yeah. which has been really incredible. Um, one thing that Ashley is very skilled in is the masculine, like her structures, her budget is on point. Like <laughs> I've never been more impressed in my life. Um, I'm the polar opposite, <laughs> but what's really been amazing is to see you use your empowered masculine to support your divine feminine, to like allow that expansion and that abundance to flow to you in a very safe way. I think many times when we're looking at feminine flow and feminine and masculine energy, sometimes like myself, I flow too much into the feminine, but I don't have the support of the masculine. So I, I, I think that's such a crucial balancing component that you focus on so well in your business is how to really help women balance both of those according to who they are, human design, energetics, Enneagram, you know, Ashley's well-versed in all sorts of things. And so it's, I love it. I definitely see the transformations in the women you work with for sure as well. And I just am inspired by you all the time. And our story is one of inspiration and also one of Colleen being triggered AF. Um, <laughs> and I think that this is, this is part of why is because, you know, actually you're not perfect, but you have this support system, this safety within yourself, um, that I think is actually my greatest lesson in this lifetime. I actually think one of the greatest things my soul is signed up to do is to learn how to be my own masculine protector. And that like that I seeked out in relationships. I seeked out in you. I seeked out in my own father. And it was like, you guys aren't showing up for me the way I need you to. I need you to come in and completely, you know, protect me from myself. And nobody is going to do that. Right. That's, that's my work. And so this is, this is kind of the ending of the story, but I discovered through a lot of this, that the reason why Ashley has a success that she has is because she's willing to let it burn over and over again, but also you are the one that supports and structures and protects yourself in that process. You're not looking external for that. And it's, it's not that you don't have people support you, but there's a very different feeling in this kind of needy, graspy, wounded, masculine energy that I can, I can put out versus this very empowered masculine energy of like, this is my anchor. This is the ritual I come back to. This is the structure I have. This is how I protect my body. Those are the things that you have always had from day one. So does that, does that feel like you? naturally masculinity has always been easiest for me, you know, for many years, that was why I was basically living in burnout yeah. <laughs> it was because of how much masculinity is just easy. And now I would say my biggest daily challenge is to lean into the feminine, you know, so femininity mm -hmm. has always, it's just something that is always going to be a work in progress for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and something I love being a work in progress, but yes, masculinity comes easy. And I think, you know, it's so much so that even though masculinity in, in my personal opinion ought to only take up about 20% of any area that we're in, um, it's still an important 20%, you know, that if you yes. look at a structure of a house, the, the foundation, the, the, the wood that keeps it together, the, the nails that keep it all staying, the structure of the home itself, you know, the beams that make sure that it all stays together. That's the masculinity. The femininity is, is the uh, drywall and the decorations and the paint color and the furniture and everything else. It's what we see. It's what we experience. It's how we feel like we're at home, but home doesn't exist without the structure of the house and the house doesn't exist without the comfort of the home. And so we need mm -hmm. both to exist. And I think, yeah, I, it's been easy for me to, to be from that masculine space, which has allowed me to, um, hold space for people when masculinity feels hard. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this, 
You know, the story I think starts with me discovering this within myself, but not actually knowing this. And so I want, I want to pop back to the retreat. And so this is, this is where I'm going to get a little vulnerable. And I, I kind of want to tell a story from my perspective. And then I want to hear your experience of it. Okay. Um, Cause I don't want to talk the whole time, but I want to make sure that for everybody listening, you fully understand kind of what I came into this with. Yeah. So I go on this retreat and I'm in the middle of like the breakdown of my marriage. Let's just, this is 2019, um, turning into 2020. I had invited Mac, Mike back into the house and we are in the middle of just like some of the worst days of our marriage. Um, and I was grasping for safety, right? I was like, I was leaning so hard into business in the masculine to try and climb myself out of this, that I was looking anywhere and everywhere that I could get it. And that's not an excuse, but it's an explanation of the mindset I was in. Um, I wasn't in a healthy space in many different forms. But when things get hard for me, I pivot out of pain quickly, hustling, right? So I do lean hard into the masculine in that, but it's very graspy. It's very wounded masculine energy. And so I go on the retreat and Ashley has incredible self-care practices. Like it's something that I, I really love about you. I probably probably half the things in my house that are self-care oriented, I got from you. I'm literally drinking a coffee right now with the steamed oat milk <laughs> from, from the little machine that you sent me the Amazon link to. <laughs> like I've got the brush, the dry brushing in the morning. I've got, there's a lot of different things that I do that I, I received from Ashley's routine. Mm-hmm. And so this is where like I came on the retreat. I saw your rituals. You were really great about kind of opening up your life and showing us how you, you leaned into cycle syncing in order to get back into the flow of your life and kind of heal yourself in many ways. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's amazing with how she feeds herself as well. Like this is something she's very good at. This is probably my greatest struggle ever in life <laughs> is figuring <laughs> out how to feed myself well, right? I, I will, I love me some junk food. And so it's all of these little pieces that I wanted to integrate into my life. But I, instead of being like, oh, wow, this is really inspiring. This is what I want. It, I, it really activated within me this, like, you're not enough or like, you won't, this is like, you're not going to be able to do any of this. Therefore, why in the world would you ever be able to lead women towards like a healthier life? If you can't have this calling you know, there's no way that you can lead people towards this. This is like internal, like subconscious Mm -hmm. shit that's coming up for me. Right. So when that happens, I'm, I'm very much an activator, I'm a little generator. So I'm like, cool. All right. Well then I'll just do it all. And then I'll be perfect. (laughs) Whatever weird Mm -hmm. story I had in my head. So I bought all the things I started seed cycling and actually I still seed cycle today. I do. I do do that, but I started all of the stuff and just obviously epically failed because I was wanting to do all the things without actually doing any of the internal work. Right. And so that on top of wanting to launch an online business, which you have a really beautiful way of cultivating your community and have for a very long time. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to hire Ashley to, to do this. And what happened is you, you're a therapist turned business coach, but you still have like quite the therapist, you know, mentality about you. So full disclosure, everyone, I wanted to be Ashley's best friend. (laughs) I wanted her to see me as an equal. I wanted her to want to collaborate with me. I wanted her to see me as somebody that could offer my gifts to her as well. I didn't want to be mentored by her my, that's my own shit. It's not that she didn't, couldn't mentor me. It's, I was so like, I want to be you. Mm-hmm. And I think you're so amazing that I, I couldn't get into this space of it's okay to be inspired by and excited by someone who, who leads you. You don't have to be their equal to be, oh, to be uh, enough. Mm-hmm. So this is a trauma response we like to call fawn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So this is where this is this is what happens. <laughs> where I I kind of put Ashley on a pedestal and I put her in this position where no matter what she said or what she did, I wasn't going to receive it because any advice you gave me made me feel like I wasn't good enough to be your equal. And again, none of that was coming from her. That's more about me being like, if she has something to give me and teach me, then I am not her equal. Mm -hmm. So this is a really like, it's a fucked up paradigm. And it also gets in the way of, I think our friendships and our, our relationships with, with, um, amazing women, Mm -hmm. empowered women, because this happens a lot. We are inspired by each other. We, we want to be in each other's energy for this reason, but I had such a hard time receiving because I felt like it made me not worthy of your, I want to say love, but it's, it's, it's much more than that. It's like this admiration, maybe like being proud. I wanted to be proud of me. This here's, here's the, the masculine energy, right? Like it's this very much parental role of a fatherhood wound where I'm like, I want to make you proud, you know, not realizing that one of the best ways to make somebody proud is to listen, (laughs) receive what they're saying. So I went into the relationship with that subconscious belief system and with this very triggered space of, of not good enough. And I honestly, I haven't experienced that in my business really in a lot at all. Right. Cause I've always kind of done my own lane and I haven't yeah. interacted with people, which is a problem. That's why I wasn't growing. I was just kind of stagnant in that one lane. So yes. you were a catalyst for me in a really beautiful way. Um, so I'm going to pause here cause I want, I want you to fill everybody in about what it was like to work with me. <laughs> and, and so this is our, our one-on-one mentorship, our, our kind of guide into Ashley coming in and being like, Colleen, get your structure and boundaries in place, girlfriend, <laughs> um, was really like 2020 into 2021 before the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how was it? What was it like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, we've talked about this before at the original retreat, which was at the beginning of 2020, um, the first retreat and my first real experience with you, um, really, really adored you as a person and also felt that like heavy, heavy energy around. I know we talked about one of the things you had said to me is like, we will collaborate one day, which felt very, you will, (laughs) you will be mine, Ashley, (laughs) very abrasive. I remember thinking like, Oh, Oh, okay. And also like, I still really loved you as a person and was eager to support you, you know, but it, it, I do remember feeling that like, Oh, okay. Like let's <laughs> slow down. I just met you. <laughs> let's figure out what this means. That's and- my Venus and Aries was what my <laughs> astrologer would say. <laughs> right. So we had the retreat and then, um, it was only a couple months after that, that you had enrolled in one-to-one coaching. And so we did that and it did feel, it was definitely one of the harder mentorship relationships that I've ever had, because I felt like we were kind of in a boxing match sometimes where, you know, you would say, I really need help in this area. And I would bring you those resources. And then you would either, you know, defensively tell me that they wouldn't work or I could never do that. And, um, you know, I had all these moments within myself as a mentor, of feeling kind of like, I'm not sure what to do here. Like I've never had a client, like not even be willing to try things, you know? And at the same time, it wasn't all this like negative in my experience either. It was very much, you know, there was so much that was relatable and so much that, um, there were a lot of things that you were very open to. And there was really beautiful conversations that we would have that you would, be honest and vulnerable, but I did feel you trying so hard to keep us in a friendship and trying to just check up and ask me questions. And, you know, the truth is I just had this conversation with somebody actually who came out here for my most recent Costa Rica retreat. And afterwards they had a couple of days and I actually was just like, just come stay at my house, you know? And she, after the whole thing was said and done, she boxered me and said, I've never had an experience where I was able to feel so fully supported as a, as in mentorship, but also to feel like I have a really good friend in you. And it hit me in a really beautiful place of that's literally why I stopped being a therapist. I am still a therapist in all intents and purposes, but what I hated being about a, uh, traditional therapist, if you will, was this line drawn in the sand of not being able to have friendship. I think 
it's in my humble opinion, quite impossible to support somebody at such a deep vulnerable level and not acquire some form of a friendship. And so I love that. And yet in this relationship, it felt like you didn't want anything to do with the mentorship piece. And I really struggled with that because obviously Mm -hmm. there's an investment taking place here. I want to show up and support you and help you move forward in your life and your business. Um, And so mentorship was an interesting experience. Again, I wouldn't say fully negative by any means because we didn't end on bad terms. We didn't Mm -hmm. have, you know, it was just like a, I think I had a lot of my internal, um, I feel like I could have done so much more for her, but I feel like my Mm -hmm. hands were really tied. Yeah. And oh, for sure. I, I double knotted that, that rope. (laughs) (laughs) And you're right. And it's, it's so tough because I think at that time I was so single-minded in my own stuff. I didn't think about what the experience would be like for you to work with me in that place. And that, that is so important. I think for anybody to reflect on, you know, whether it's post or during, it's this idea of like our resistance to, or our, our stuff, if we're triggered that the other person on the receiving end of that can also go through their own stuff, right? We're, we're all human. doesn't matter if you're in a leadership role, healing role, like everybody is here to learn and grow. And I, I mean, let's be clear, Ashley, you, what I needed was a therapist, like a real, like, like 55 year old woman who's like been on the other side, who would just be like, stop that shit, Colleen, and let's get real. And it, I put you in a position where you couldn't do that in the sense that that's not what I went to you for. That was not what I signed up for. And so you showed up for what I signed up for. And what I needed was deep personal work not business work. I needed deep personal work. And I, um, I was very resistant to it because of course that all that was going on in my marriage and all that was crumbling around me, like I didn't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole pole. Yeah. Cause we did, we tried, that was absolutely oh. where we went and it, it was put a full firm wall up of like, I don't want to talk to you about this. Yes. I, yes. I just want to know how to structure this. And I would be like, okay, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's going to support you. No, it's not. And here's, I mean, this, this is the, the real, real, I was in a financial position at the time where I was, I was, I have always been the one to support my family financially, Mm -hmm. but in that position, like our finances were blowing up from the inside. And I had a little bit of a self-sabotaging husband at the time who continued to blow that up. And so I was like, the only way I can fix anything so that I can get to a place where I actually can do the personal work is to make enough money to be okay. So this is the, the whole, the whole premise of literally what Ashley does for business <laughs> is this kind of thing where like, you can't make money if you don't do the personal work, basically, like you need to do the energetics behind all of it. But I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to structure things and have money come in. And then I would do the energetic work. I wanted to flip it on its head. Right. So obviously that doesn't work. We've discovered that at this point. So then comes 2021, Mike and I actually fully separate and we start, you know, moving through the divorce in a, in a better way. I sell my house. Uh, I move in with my parents, Mm -hmm. which was highly appreciated and complicated and traumatic. And I was like, Hey, I'm going through another really fucked up time in my life. Why don't I hire Ashley again for business? (laughs) And I really was craving a mastermind at the time. And so I was in a and little had, bit of, you'd had some poor mentorship experiences in between. I, us working together. I did. I did. And again, this is my problem. I was looking for the quick fix. I was mm-hmm. looking for a mentor that would give me the answers and I was investing money. I didn't have really. So then I kind of, I, I went through a, let the rest burn moment, uh, that summer. And I kind of burned all the programs I had and, and just was like, I'm going to restart. And sold the house. So I had some, some money and some ability to invest in a mastermind. And I love the way that you lead groups. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for this with Ashley. And initially going into this, I think I had a, a much better energy internally for myself. Like I felt excited about it, excited to meet the other girls in the program. I was really excited about the retreat, but I got into the same pattern 
of being unable to receive. And the strange part is Ashley, and this is, this is the part where I finally figured out, okay, this is about me hardcore is I was able to receive from the other girls in the group, um, much easier than I was able to receive from you. And that was so strange to me. I was like, why can this person share something that is basically the same thing Ashley just said. And when I hear it come out of this person's mouth, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. And I can feel it and I get the tingle. And then Ashley says it and I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Like as soon as that happened, I started to realize, okay, something is off here. And unfortunately for the listeners out there, I didn't do what I should have done. This is, this is where the therapist does her work instead of being like, oh, this is about me. I would say this is about me, but then I would answer it. Oh, it's about Ashley. I don't, I don't, I don't like what Ashley's doing. I don't, something's off about her. I started to fixate on the way Ashley was showing up instead of the way I was. And I started to get in my head that, um, she was copying me or like, I hate even saying those words because like at the time when I said it or felt it, even, even saying it out loud, I was like, that's not right. Like I would say it. And then that's not right. But Ashley and I, we do similar things to a degree. We're, we're very different, but at the same time, like we watch some of the same people, we get inspired by some of the same stuff. We both went to the same graduate school. So like, if we're going to talk about why people are unavailable, we're probably going to talk about it in a similar way. Like it's this information is the information. It's not like, you're reading it out of my journal, right? But in, in that space, because I wasn't in a place where I could share it with the world from an authentic place. I wasn't in a place where I could launch anything from a empowered masculine place of structure internally. I was so attached to the results. I was so attached to the perception. Um, anything I shared flopped. And, and what you were sharing, which was similar, but different and, and in different veins thrived in many different ways, because it was coming from a different, more authentic place for you. And that fucked with my head, right? Like I just, I just like, and again, I'm living with my parents, <laughs> so like I'm like full, full childhood mode. And So I started to, instead of really being able to dig into this with Ashley and be like, this is coming up for me. This is what's happening. I would share little tidbits with you because I can't, I can only hold so much. Like I am open, but I, I didn't do the actual conversation I should have had. Instead, I had this conversation with the other women in the mastermind, which what ended up happening is putting them in a really difficult position because obviously like they couldn't solve it for me and they were concerned about the relationship between you and I and their healers and mentors themselves. So they wanted to figure out a solution. And it got to a point, a couple of days where I was really triggered and in a really bad personal space where I crossed some lines. And like I said, some things that clearly were not true, but I was triggered and upset and I was, you know, venting and, the people in the mastermind were like, this isn't okay. Like this has to stop. And some boundaries were set and, and they went to you for guidance. Right. And which set us up to now be in this position where, you know, now that I'm talking to your clients about the issues that I needed to actually be talking to with you. And I'm sharing this so everybody can know, like, this is what's happening behind the scenes for me. Um, the way Ashley handled this, I think was really professional and I think it was really beautiful. And what she did and what we did after this is what I want to role model for everybody, because I think this is different than how it would typically play out in this type of situation. So essentially I'm triggered. I'm upset with myself and I'm gossiping behind Ashley's back, right? Like to her clients. And it, I don't, I, I am definitely not proud of the way that I talked. I'm definitely not proud of the way that I handled it in any way, shape or form. There was purpose. I learned, I moved through it, but I really did not own my shit. I projected all over the place and it was really dark for me because I didn't like myself in that space either. I didn't like how I was showing up and it was really, really difficult for me to get any sort of clarity about what was going on. 
until the mastermind ended. And I was able to finally like do some deep inner work. And that shifted everything for me for sure. But I want to hear your reflections, Ashley, on, on the mastermind. I think it's important to hear your perspective on this. And then we can talk about, you know, the conversation that happened post mastermind. Yeah. I think it was very similar for me in the, from one-to-one to to the mastermind. And I, I did articulate this to you is when you decided to join the mastermind, I had this, my own sort of hindsight of this was, I probably should not have allowed that to take place. Um, because I very much still felt, I think there was a part of me that was like, maybe this is the, the space that she needs is to be in, in a group with other women who are also growing through these things. Because I knew I'd always known to this day, I always known that I absolutely can help you. Mm -hmm. I can change things for you in a beautiful way. And I so deeply wanted to find the right container where you could receive it. And so I think in my heart, I thought this would be it, but I think there was a few things that you had said along the way that very much should have been red flags, um, for me to just not allow it. And so the mastermind began and it was pretty strugglesome. You know, you were kind of the same way that you were in one-on-one in the mastermind, just very, um, defensive and I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, um, kind of argumentative a little bit and like kind of just ready at any time to pick a fight. And from the get-go, there would be, you know, some people voicing like, Oh, I don't know what to do in these situations. This makes me feel super uncomfortable. Um, and it just had never been a situation I'd been in before, um, Mm -hmm. in, in any scenario. And so I think, again, there's still this side of me that's like, I really want to help this woman. Like I want to help her through this. I want to help her see her value and not feel so attached to the things that she's attached to, you know, to Mm -hmm. keep it really vague. And so (laughs) <laughs> you know, we continued through in the the mastermind and I, I felt the, the kind of fighting here and there, but as, as I said, through one-on-one, like it, there was still some really beautiful breakthrough moments through too. And there was things that we were doing behind the scenes, one-to-one, you know, that time when you came to my house for one of your one-on-one sessions. Um, so we could do it in person. I mean, there was just some really beautiful things that took place. And so I think that was for me, you know, the vision of it of like, okay, so she's just, she's a tough cookie, you know, I'm just going to have to stick it out. And Um, you know, imagine that we're, we're cracking it one piece at a time. And I think that that really does come to be honest with you. I think this is one of the hard pieces of personal growth is some people sometimes take their personal growth to a level where it prevents them from growing more. Yep. And that's kind of what I was witnessing in you of like, you've done all this beautiful therapeutic work, um, to become a therapist because becoming a therapist in all intents purposes is really just super, super deep (laughs) therapy for yourself you've done all this beautiful work and there's a blockage here. That's not allowing you to grow past this. Now, of course I didn't, I had some inclination that there was some hierarchical issues with like how you saw me or or the relationship that you desired it to be. Um, but ultimately I always chalked it up to just like, she's just going to be a tougher, a tougher, you know, person to crack, to get to this place of like true reformation and growth. And, um, so that was kind of my experience until, my clients started coming to me saying that they were super concerned with some things that you were voicing and, you know, saying things along the lines of, I know these things aren't true, but she's saying them and I'm kind of in a funky place. Um, or like, these are the things that she's saying, is this the experience you're having behind the scenes? And it was definitely a first for me. It was definitely a, like, I felt like I had the wind knocked from my sails sort of experience of like, wow, this is not, you know, there were some things, I know we've talked about this, but things around the lens of like, she's not supporting me at all. And I, I felt really heartbroken by that because I'm like, I'm literally living in boxer with you and sending you active wounds and supporting you in all these ways. And it just, it felt, or she's stealing ideas, which obviously Mm -hmm. is not the case for me at all. And it just, it felt very, you know, like I said, wind from my sails. Oof. I don't know what to do with this. And the truth is, my original, because the, I did not hear many of these things until the mastermind was already concluded. And so I did my best to diffuse the situation with my clients in terms of like, it's fine. Like, don't let this be your experience in the mastermind. Let the mastermind be the experience that it was and, you know, put whatever, whatever boundaries up that you need to put up, but like, let it go. Like you don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. You know? Um, and really was just going to leave it at that knowing kind of like, I needed to put this wall up between you and I. 
Like that, Mm -hmm. that was kind of it. That was all I could give. I'm all done, you know, on my end. And then I think it was, there was a few instances where I knew all these things were being said sort of relentlessly about me. And then to my face, you would be super kind or like send a, you know, you're so inspiring or this mastermind was so amazing for me things that I finally got to a point of like, okay, <laughs> like I have got to say something because something is super out of whack here. Um, and one of the first things that I did, of course, was go to all the clients and just, I knew that I couldn't have the conversation without mentioning that I had heard some things, but I really wanted to respect the fact that they came to me in confidence. Um, and luckily they all were like, yeah, you're, you can say whatever you need to say and it's okay. Which gave me the open door to start a conversation. So, and I think that's where you wanted me to end. <laughs> so that's where we are. <laughs> no, I think it's beautiful. And I appreciate your honesty because, um, and full disclosure for everyone listening, like this is not easy to hear or work through, but it's really important. I'm not in shame about it. Right. But I definitely like, this is, I'm not proud of how I acted and that's, that's okay. I'm okay with the fact that, um, what I did was wrong. Like, it's okay. It's okay to say that. And I think what's important is that in order for you to work through it, you do have to separate. I'm a bad person from, I made a bad choice. And so I was able to do that. I think when Ashley finally kind of called me out, it was, that's where I want to pause. I want to pause you there as well, because I think, I think at first you weren't there yet in terms of loving yourself through it. (laughs) I think and and not in a bad way, because I think you do have a really good point here of like, we do have to be willing to to take radical responsibility, but not through the lens of like such self deprecation and self shame, because that's, and, and the truth is I was coming from a space um, as a professional and as a mentor, but also as a woman who has been in Colleen's shoes. So mm-hmm. I've made the mistakes. I've said things I didn't mean to say I've, I've hurt others when that was never my intention. And when I approached you, Colleen, it very much came through the lens of, um, I've been where you are mm-hmm. and I want to give you a chance to write this wrong and be honest with you because the truth is what I didn't want. I can't remember the last message. You had sent me a message. I think there was a few attempts where I had kind of just ignored you mm-hmm. because I was just like, I don't have a whole lot to say that's going to be very kind right now. And, you know, yeah. we kind of brace ourselves. Like, I'm just going to not. And I remember you sent a message that essentially said, like, I really hope that I haven't done something to upset you. Like I could, you could, in some level, you knew that something was wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So you sent something like that. This was when I actually went to everybody and asked permission to continue this conversation because I was like, I absolutely do not want this woman ending the story in whatever way that she is. Cause this is what we do, right? We draw conclusions. Yep. And I have known, this is why I brought this up earlier. I had known that you had had not great experiences with mentors. I didn't want to be another one of those stories for you. I don't, I don't want to be that for anybody. And even though it's not super fun to address these things or to have these conversations, I mean, albeit, even though I hadn't necessarily done anything wrong, I was still all up in my feels having the, I mean, it was not something I was excited to have a conversation about, you know, and I don't think anybody is, but I had a choice here, right? Like I could just continue to ignore her knowing full well, because we all know these things when we do these things, knowing full well that it will hurt her. And sometimes let's be honest. We feel like that's what we want. We want to get back. (laughs) You know, we do that, right? This is your consequence. (laughs) But do we really, really want to? And that was where I had this, like, I don't know, like face in the mirror type of moment for myself. Like if I have anything that I can hand you Colleen, it was the opportunity to know that I forgive you and Mm -hmm. that I am not going to let this change how I see you or, you know, and and obviously we had to resolve some things through that, but I just wanted to say that because I think that it was really important for me to, I very much would have walked away from the situation, leaving it as it was until I recognized that there was some really deep pain in you Mm -hmm. that was going to go unresolved. And I had an ability, a, a radical responsibility to support that or not. Mm-hmm. Which is a mm-hmm. big deal, right? So I reached out to you and said, let's talk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't want to give her the full truth. That's, the, that's like, 
that's the truth. Like when she said, let's talk, I knew what I had done, but I still hadn't gotten to a place yet where I was willing to see that it was my shit. Like there was still a piece of me that was like, is she doing this? Like, I mean, that's, that's the weird part about our brain, right? It twists to our reality that we're trying to create for ourselves. That's the ego. And so I was in the space of like, when I thought about how I had these conversations with the other women, there was one in particular that I, I really crossed the lines. The other ones, I think I was just trying to work through it. It was the wrong space that I was working through it on. But I think that what happened is I wasn't ready to be fully honest with myself yet about what had been done. And what Ashley did that was really beautiful is she called me out. And I say called me out because she was like, no, like I've heard, I've heard specifically, I've heard your voice say this, like, I know what you said. And there was no turning back from that point for me, which was really beautiful actually, um, in a, in a fucked up way, but it's really beautiful. Cause it's like, Oh, like the only, the only way out of here is the truth and the truth will set you free as scary as it is. And I had to face the truth myself first. Right. So I had a deep cry. I definitely had some self-deprecating shameful moments. I had a lot of like, but it was so freeing. It was very freeing for me because it was this, like, I was able to kind of shed this layer of, of, um, protective armor. I had continued to place since I had first met you and be like, oh yeah, like, okay, this is, this is my shit. This is my shit. And so I was able to really, um, get into this place with you and unpack it in a way that I felt like truly gave us both the opportunity to step into complete honesty and, and do this. So I appreciate you being able to step in that space with me. And I appreciate you being able to hold that space. And we did, we went back and forth a little bit. Um, and then I think from my perspective in that conversation, Ashley showed up with like good boundaries. I think you were like, these are the boundaries I need to set. This is how I need to go into this conversation. This is what's happened, but I want to offer you an opportunity to talk through this, which was really beautiful for me and is safe for her. Like the way you approached it, you weren't just like, I'm going to forgive you for everything and everything's fine. It was like, no, this is the boundary I'm setting. Cause you also didn't know how I was going to respond or how I was going to show up either. Um, and, and then I just tried to show up as much as I could in complete humility. Right. And just, and just own it. And, and actually receive guidance, actually receive the mentorship you've been trying to give me for years and just, and just hear her. And then, and then I went and did my own work around it, right. With a a therapist, but also just like myself, like actually embodying the belief systems that I continue to talk about and teach and think I turned it inward and I began to embody what I had been talking about. And so we were able to have this conversation at first over the phone or Voxer. I can't remember if we actually, and then, and then we were able to meet in person and have a really beautiful, from my perspective, goodbye Mm -hmm. enclosure. And then you graciously agreed to come on the podcast and talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so this Mm -hmm. has been a really incredible experience for me in facing my stuff. And having someone hold the space for me to own it, but also witnessing what it looks like to offer forgiveness in a way that isn't self-sacrificing, but also mutually beneficial and growing in in the process. Yeah. I think that's what we forget, you know, whatever, whatever role you play in a, in a humbling situation like this, whether it's, you know, essentially the, the, the villain or the victim, just to Mm -hmm. have titles here, like whatever role you play, you have a choice because I think it's like, you know, that it's poison for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even as somebody who could be noted as the victim, it's still poison for me to leave something unresolved and to play a role in somebody else feeling less than what they get to feel, you know? And I think we have to remember that we always have these choices and yeah, I absolutely approached you Colleen with the like, like I'm going to protect myself through this lens, but also I really, really deeply desired for you to walk away from this feeling safe. That was the Mm -hmm. biggest thing, you know, safety for me is such an important thing. That's so rarely offered to people, you know, especially 
And this is why I said yes to this podcast, but especially when it comes to female relationships, right? We have all been in the experience of feeling like you have a deep friendship and then hearing somebody talk behind your back or being the person who fell into that and talked behind somebody's back or having a friendship end with what seems like no warning and no notice and no reasoning or, you know, whatever. There's so many scenarios that I could list here, um, that can feel so harmful. And I think we have these choices in it and we take the easy way out. It, it would be easier for you to hold strong to, I did nothing wrong as easy as it would be for me to hold strong to like, I'm completely cutting her off. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that really stood out for me, and I know you remember us talking about this, but you, one of the things you had said to somebody else was somewhere along the lines of, I don't want her to find out because she'll ruin me hmm. and she'll tell everybody she'll, I, we live in the same city. We have a lot of the same, she, she will ruin me. And I remember hearing that thinking, I understand why that that's what you're assuming. I understand why that's a fear that you have. And also I don't want this woman to be constantly looking over her shoulder mm-hmm. and constantly afraid that I would ever play a part in changing how other people got to experience or see her mm-hmm. because it was so clear to me that you really didn't know how I saw you. You know, even earlier on in this podcast, when you mentioned, like, I just wanted you to be proud of me, there was never a time when I wasn't. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, that's the tough part is it wasn't even about you, Ashley, being proud of me. I was projecting on you a pride I wanted to have for myself. Same thing. I projected she's going to ruin me. No, she's not. No, nobody can do that, really. It's, I'm going to be ruined because I, I'm not showing up the way that I say I show up. It's I'm ruining myself, right? Everything I said in those boxers was just a reflection of me. Everything I projected on you was a reflection of me. I was copying other people because I wasn't in a place of authenticity. I was um, afraid of my reputation. I wasn't proud of myself. It was all me. What you, that's the sad part. That is, that's the painful piece is I actually didn't see you. I wasn't hearing you. I wasn't witnessing you at all. I had placed a complete and absolute wall between you and I, and I had projected everything about my shadow work on you. And so I didn't ever get to receive. I mean, I did ever is the wrong word. I didn't get to receive what I needed because I put you in a role that where I, I, didn't allow it to happen. And I think that's, that's the painful piece for me is like, even when you say that, I'm like, Oh God, I don't think that at all. But in the moment it was, I was in such deep fear and pain of my own behavior and my own stuff. And, and it was, it's so, it's so healthy for me now to reflect on it because, um, you know, it's been about six months or so since those bigger, moments for me. And this year has been really transformative in terms of my own shadow work. So this is the shadow archetype I call the vigilante. She burns shit to the ground, right? And she's fierce. And I was able to comfort her. I was able to turn towards her and be like, Hey girl, like, I know you're scared and you don't have to do this. And instead of fighting that part of myself and shaming myself, I was able to embrace her and and bring her and integrate her into who I am. And I think I feel so much more whole and grounded now that I can hear this and I can talk about this and it feels like uh, a past version of myself, but also just like a piece of myself that was broken. Right. And, and I think that's, what's really cool about this is we were able to have this conversation. We were able to talk it through. um, And then real change actually happened. That's the other piece I want everyone to hear. Um, We could have had this conversation. Then I could have gone on and just continued to be like, Ashley, but I really, I shifted, I shifted. And, and some of my good friends were like, you know, following the train of like, what's she doing up now? And I'm like, I like her. (laughs) I was like, I know that I, I was triggered by her. So I had to do the work of undoing what I had done, which has been really incredible. And, you know, the next layer of this for me is my hope that at some point I can do that with the women in the mastermind and be able to have those conversations with them if the day comes, because 
for me, the work is never ending, right? I'm always going to continue to right the wrongs the best I can. Um, and I'm in a mastermind now and it's beautiful. It's a very different experience for me. Um, and so I really get to see what it looks like for me to be in a very different place internally and externally. And that's a gift you gave me, Ashley, and I really appreciate it. And something that I want everyone to hear, the hard talk is worth it. Yeah. You know, the change is worth it. Yeah, it is. And it's important. I think it just always comes back to me in choice. Like every day with every moment you are given choices and mm-hmm. how often are you really choosing the, maybe a little bit more complicated, but certainly more powerful choice. And where is that leading you? You know, mm-hmm. I think I literally think it's in every moment, like in starting an argument with your partner or eating something bad versus eating something good, or, you know, waking up and moving your body instead of just sitting in front of your computer. Like every day we are given choices over and over and over again that literally determines the rest of our lives. Like, how are you choosing, you know? And it's, I think particularly when it comes to these relationships, it wasn't simply something super healing for you. It was very healing for me as well, you know, because I have been in situations that didn't end well and didn't have conversation and didn't create safety to converse about these things. And it's always quite beautiful to see what's possible when we take all of the yuck that we all carry and put it to the side long enough to say, this is the real me. And this is what I deeply desire from this situation. And these are my boundaries because I love myself too. Right. Like I think for you as well, you know, like it it has to be, I love me first, but I'm here for this as well. You know? So I think it's a conversation that's meant to be had, um, publicly, which is why when you asked to do this, I was like, yes, because I think if anything, and I mentioned this, when you asked me about who I am, I would say, if anything, one of the most beautiful opportunities we have as a human species is to demonstrate possibility. Mm. And I think this shows what's possible when it comes to female relationships, professional or not. Oh, I love that. I love it. Well, I appreciate every bit of you. And I do want my listeners to hear what you have coming in the works, because I think you are an incredible mentor. You offer so much guidance. And so for those of you that are looking for getting more Ashley, Mm -hmm. how can they find you? What are you currently promoting? Mm -hmm. Where you at girl? Yeah. So you can find me at Ash McDonald, just as simple as it sounds, Ash McDonald on Instagram. That's where you're going to find all the things, all the education, all the support, all the digital nomad content. If you like to see um, vacation life every day and Currently, um, ironically, today the branding drops for my newest mastermind, which is kind of funny, um, <laughs> which is called Paradox. Um, I'm actually hosting it alongside um, another therapist, and we are coming together to bring the highest level feminine and the highest level masculine to business owners who want to take it a step deeper, but understand that it starts with you and you have to be a woman first and a CEO second. So we're super, super excited for this. It is a four month mastermind that begins August 15th. Um, but something, just because I'm obsessed with retreats that I'm just as excited, if not a teeny, teeny bit more excited about (laughs) is that, um, I have another retreat coming up in Florence, Italy in October. And this retreat is something that can be combined with paradox. So people are choosing to combine it. There is, um, a bundle pricing to put them together, um, or enrolled in separately for those who want one or the other. And the retreat is called the revival retreat. And it is also hosted with a dear friend of mine who was not only a therapist and a business owner, but also was my therapist for a time. Um, we are hosting this revival retreat. It is not business oriented, actually. It is purely for women. Um, we are doing some incredible somatic work there, some deep integration, therapeutic women's circles, mm. this kind of work, these kind of yes. conversations and really comforting safe places over five days in one of the most beautiful cities in the world, Florence, Italy. So those are some things that I have. You can find out about that on my social media. You can just reach out and have a conversation with me if that feels aligned. Um, but yeah, they're really just doors are opening as we speak spots are filling and I'm sure we'll be full by the end of the month. So it's kind of where we're yes. at. Oh, oh my gosh. I love all of it. And I love, I do love the collaboration. And I think you're, again, you're co-creating these spaces for all of us to do this work and do it in a real way. And so I love all of that. Well, this, I mean, we're recording this podcast on uh Friday and we'll probably drop this in a week and a half. 
So for those of you listening, she might be completely full because that's how us <laughs> these programs work, but you can still look at her stuff and see because you continue to come up with some amazing content. I absolutely love your names. Every time paradox perfection, let's perfection. Okay. <laughs> like, like the branding that you drop, I swear in another <laughs> lifetime, you were like a branding expert. Um, fantastic. And so I appreciate you being on. I, I, I want to honor your time the best we can. Cause we've just been chatting now for quite some time. <laughs> so yeah, I, no big deal. Um, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for holding space for me. And for those of you listening, you know, this is possible and you are able to heal and you are able to move forward. And I'm here to talk about it for anybody that wants to talk about this more. If you want to ask me more questions, if you want to talk about how it felt or what I said, like you're welcome to DM me and, and talk about this because I'm an open book. This is not something that I'm, I'm hiding in the closet. This is something that I'm really open to addressing on a public platform as well. Love it. Thank you, Ash. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Thank you.